God bless you. <laughs> I love you lots. Love you too. Thank you. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord? Come on, let's hear it. Come on. Come on. David said you should give a clap and a shout. Hallelujah. Glory to the risen king. See, he's not dead. I walk in some houses and I think he's dead and they're having a wake or something. Are you hearing me? All of a sudden, we got to pray for the dead to be raised, just like Lazarus, you know. If there's any Lazarus condition in here today, come out in Jesus' name. Yes. Well, Father, in Jesus' name, we're here to give you glory, honor, praise, and worship. Because you are Lord of lords, you are King of kings, you are glory of glories, and you have proven Satan, the devil, a liar. You now are at the right hand of the Father, God Almighty, crowned King of kings, Lord of lords, and glory of glories. Give him one more hand. Woo! I'm not quite as young as Miss Betty Green is, but I'm real close. And I ain't going to tell you how much. But you put 3343 together and that'll tell you. Okay. okay. Are you good at math? Okay. I'm an excitable young man. At one time, I was a skeptic. At one time, I couldn't read a poem in front of the class in school without getting the hives. Are you hearing me? Yeah. Anybody been there, done that? Yeah. This is so unlike me. But when the Lord got a hold of me in 1964 with one of these at the Navy Hospital in San Diego, California, when I was training to go to Vietnam as a medical person, I'm a PA by trade, cardiovascular open heart trade, I signed my name in one of these with the chaplain Hippie, 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 that sounds funny, Chippy, that's better, Chippy. <laughs> he might have been a hippie, I don't know. No, he was in the Navy. But anyway, I signed my name in one of these in 1964. But how many know just because you signed your name in there, that don't do it? Are you hearing me? That's right. See? That's right. But at least it's a start. See, I did bend my knee. Then I went out and party-hearted for two more years in the Navy. Are you hearing me? Uh -huh. But how many know that life catches up with you? And in Vietnam, here I am in a field hospital. Almost got killed three times the first week. I put my name in another one of these. Give the Lord a hand. Come on. I surely did. And I had a real Damascus rope. But how many know I wasn't trained? I had little knowledge in the word. I had circumstances. And the enemy was right there to kill, steal, and destroy it. And he does. That's many of us. I want to give you a couple of principles because I want to take you into Genesis 28 here in a minute. I want to take you into Isaiah 64 in a minute. But what I want to do is I want to set some ground rule, some groundwork here. See, many of us have gotten stuck trying to fulfill our destinies. Are you hearing me? Any of you know why? It's because you don't have the tools. You don't have the knowledge in here. Are you hearing me? See, see, see you get stuck. See, there are 66 books here that show you how not to get stuck. Are you hearing me? But many of us get stuck in our own muck. Are you, I was mucked up so bad. Are you hearing me? Yeah. But the point is, if you go back to Genesis, and you take back your authority, and you take back your dominion that was lost and stolen from you, then you can start moving into destiny. Yeah. 
Lord, in Jesus' name here, if there's any in this room have ever got released from the authority and, or taken the authority and destiny back that was lost in the Garden of Eden, I mean, uh, way back yonder after they sinned, we pray you take it back. Raise your hand and say, Lord, come on, use it or serious. Say, say this with me. Lord, I'm serious about this authority and this dominion because it's mine. It's not the devil's. And we take it back in Jesus' name and put it in our treasure boxes. Are you hearing me? How many have ever heard of Allstate? You're in good hands with Allstate. Come on. This morning, I want you to put your hands out. I got a little ditty here for you. Say, I am in good hands in God's state. Boop, boop. In the treasure box. It's yours. See? Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. How many are ready to go on towards their destiny? What is your destiny, church? We're destined for the throne. That's what. And it's a journey. It's a real big journey for this Kansas boy that was still looking for Dorothy and Toto. Come on. I didn't have a full load of bricks up here at one time. Are you hearing me? But I finally figured out how those bricks get piled and how those bricks build up to the rock of Jesus Christ. And on that rock you stand and you're immovable in Jesus. Give him another hand. Okay. So here I am in a field hospital, Da Nang, Vietnam, 1965. And it was very dangerous. I thought I was going to die. And so I grabbed... Some guy, I called this guy Bible Jones. He, who in a war zone is going to walk around with a 40-pounder under his arm? What are you doing with that? And I was in the surgery unit next to his pharmacy thing. Of course, it was a field hospital. Come on. It wasn't exactly. And it wasn't the Hollywood version. Are you hearing me? There is the Hollywood version. And then there's the real deal. So we're over there trying to save some lives. Are you hearing me? I had an M14, but I went back in 1995 with John 3.16. Give him a hand. Come on. I was over in the war, and I came back with John 3.16 right here. Showing my hat. Oh, I don't know where my hat went. My hat has John 3.16 on it. Okay, so there I am in this field hospital, and God started chasing me around the block. Anybody, been, anybody know Jonah? The man who was running from God while looking over his shoulder. My goodness, is that you, God? Are you hearing me? Now, he will eventually catch you. Are you hearing me? He did catch Paul. He knocked him off his horse of circumstance. Are you hearing me? And God started knocking me off my horse of circumstance, too. He'll put you right flat down where you've got to have death, burial, and resurrection right there. And then, and then... Divine revelation. See, there's no new word, but there's an L word. There's no new revelation, but there's divine revelation. Are you hearing me? Right here in this book. See? Okay, so there I am. Oh, God! And we started having a prayer meeting, you know, when we weren't getting shot at and, and where we weren't doing the stuff, you know? Come on, I was in, in, in the, the surgery unit and going out in the field, too. So all of a sudden, I started learning some of these things. And when I was in vacation Bible school in Formosa, Kansas, when I was a boy, I started remembering that Jesus is the great shepherd. Are you hearing me? 
But he's more than the great shepherd. But then I started learning that there was Father God. No, I'm afraid of Father God because I was raised in an abusive childhood. Come on. The Holy Spirit? No. <laughs> Come on. The Holy Spirit. My father had me prayed over when I was born by astrologists. My dad was into witchcraft. I knew all that stuff. I knew none of it, and I had been in foreign lands. I was in Vietnam where the Buddhists, one day I was laying on this Buddhist thing. I didn't mean to be disrespectful. I was trying to get a little sun, and there was these monuments all over. And I'm laying there sunning myself, reading a book, and this unusual presence came over me. And I jumped off that thing, and I didn't know until years later what that was. Are you hearing me? See, sometimes we've got to be educated. Sometimes we do things stupid. Stupid, you know, stupid is that stupid does. Are you hearing me? You know, I mean, you know what I'm saying. But eventually you quit being stupid. Eventually you get in here and you realize the truth will set you free. You realize you can get on the rock. You can get on the rock. See, I've been in over 22 lands, 45 states ministering. And are we slowing down? I think not. Are you hearing me? It got speeded up. See, I know my young lady here can agree to that. We keep thinking that, they kept saying, when are you going to retire? And I said, I know, I've already refired twice. Mm-hmm. Are you hearing me? Refired. I already refired two times, see? So my point is, there I am in this Bible study group, and I started learning things, that some of the things I'd bumped into in vacation Bible school when my aunt used to teach on that farm back there. I was a farm boy, at least I wanted to be. I went to college in agriculture, forestry, had to quit, take care of my mother. So that's why I joined the military to support my mom and brother. So they put me in medicine. Here, I'm, I, I'm doing cows and forestry and, and stuff, and I'm in a hospital doing what? I can't get dirt under my fingernails. Don't tell me that. I was raised in that. No, we'll write you up. You get dirt under your fingernails. You are owned by us. I said, really? I don't like being owned by people. Are you hearing me? Anybody been there, done that? Okay. I was a little rebellious. Come on. Come on, I'm talking to the choir here. Come on, let me hear. Did I hear it back there? Is that the choir too? Okay, we're, we're, we're on, I'm glad we're on the same page. Oh, my goodness. We'd have to go over there and have a little talk. Okay. So there I am. The missionary showed up. They were getting killed out in the field. They come there. They built us a little chapel, the CBs did. And, and they were coming there, and they were telling me how they were getting killed. I go, I had to come here. And you didn't. And last week, your husband got killed out there, and you got three kids. And you're telling me this story in the little chapel. I, I was off that morning. We didn't have mass casualties. And they said, yes, we're staying here to love them with Jesus. And I'm going, a love like that? Wow. Who could have such? And then I was told about Father God. And Father God gave his son. His only begotten son. He gave him freely for you and I. And all of a sudden I go, I want to have a love like that. I was 22 years old. I had been married four months, went to Vietnam, living in San Diego. So this man from Germany that morning, I didn't know about laying on hands. I didn't know any of that stuff. He came over. He says, son, I'm going to impart and release to you to have a love like that one day. Mm. My whole life, I longed for that. 
I come home from Vietnam and things weren't too cool. Are you understanding me? My wife had a four-month-old baby that wasn't mine. I didn't know about it. My motorbike was blown up. My sports car was gone. And my wife was, had a four-month-old baby. Well, welcome home. Ain't it great? And then I was in all the hospitals two years. I was declared disabled. They're missing seven and a half body parts in here. And my head wasn't exactly straight. Are you hearing me? Circumstances aren't always fair. But I was going to be a missionary. I was coming home to go to missionary school. But I wasn't ready. And I bounced around for 16 years. My wife had become a Jehovah's Witness. That was a big one. Real big one. They said, well, if you preach with us, you can keep your wife. So I did. I didn't know they were a cult. Are you understanding me? Get in here and look, see what the deceiver will try to do and has done in many people's lives. Get in here and understand that the devil don't play fair. And he tried stealing away from me for 16 years. They said I was crazy in the head with PTSD. I could only, uh, had, I, I got mad the government wouldn't get a pension. I worked two hours a day, three or four, self-employment, trying to survive, and I went ahead and stayed we had two more kids. But one day, I became a Jehovah's Witness pastor. I realized I was a false prophet. Are you hearing me, guys? Are you hearing me? I was furious when I found I had missed the real God. Furious. So furious, I got back on drugs and alcohol like I had been on in Vietnam. I did. I'm not proud of it. And one day I tried committing suicide. I was 37 years old in North Shore, Hawaii. I'd moved my family to Hawaii. I retired. I retired at 37 years old. I got very wealthy doing self-employment, very wealthy. So when I was 37, we moved to Hawaii. I got a beach house, got a sailboat, got a dune buggy, played golf for two years. Well, I'm retired. I can retire early because I figured out how to do it. But it was empty, guys. Yeah. It was so horribly empty. I cried. I cried. I said, I knew you one time, God, but where are you? Who was you? It wasn't the God of the Jehovah's Witnesses, Psalms 83:18. Your name alone is the most high over the heaven and earth. Your name is J-E-H-O-V-A-H. Yes, that is the true God, but it wasn't their God. It's the God of the Trinity, the three in one. Are you hearing me? And I was so misled. I was so discouraged. And my PTSD kicked back in. I lost my wife and kids because I left the Jehovah's Witnesses. I'm living in my van on the beach. And along came, come on, along came the real God. Are you hearing me? The God that knocked Paul off his horse. He came 6 a.m. in the morning. Who's that? The one you knew a long time ago. What do you want? He says, what do you mean what do I want? I asked you in Vietnam if you'd serve me and preach and be an intercessor. Whoa, you didn't forget. I thought I lost out on you. He said, I wouldn't let the devil have you. 
Are you hearing me? That day in Vietnam when the mortar blew me and Barton Bean up in the air, and I should have been totally dead. I asked God about that many times, and one day he clarified. He says, my angels kept your head from being blown off. Don't you understand because you're mine. When the car fell off you on the jack in college, when you were in agriculture and forestry college, you thought your brother lifted the car off you. That was my angels. See, are you hearing me? He can bring back. If you ask him, he'll bring it back. He'll take you back to your belly button. Are you hearing me? Too many of you in here have naval contemplation. Come on, get, get rid of naval contemplation. It'll do you absolutely no good. It won't. You're just looking down there. You should be looking up there, not down there. Are you hearing me? Come on, come on. So I said, what do I do? He says, go find my people. I said, I don't know. I'm afraid of church. I hate church. They're religious hypocrites. I wouldn't go near a church. And my neighbor was talking to me for a whole year, and he was a 50-year-old surfer, and we had our bed built window level before I left the house, and we could watch the surfers at Sunset Beach because, you know, I, I got rich. You know, I, I did it all, and then it was empty. I played golf every day and, and did all the stuff, and it was empty, and I knew I'd miss God. I might as well have some fun. Well, fun don't last long. So all of a sudden, I showed up under a tent at Waimea Falls Park, North Shore, and these guys were casually dressed, playing the guitar. And the next thing I know, I was weeping in that little pew, little bench in the dirt. There was dirt. Well, what's this? I, I got to watch my emotions. I'm an emotional kind of guy. You know, I, I can't, you know, you, know, you got to be manly. You got to be macho, you know. Hey, we're buff, aren't we? You know, we thought we were, huh? Until one day. Paul thought he was buff, too. I gave my heart over. That was a start. Didn't understand dreams and visions. And all of a sudden, God shows up in my room. Ah! What's that? I was very distraught. God, I'm sick. I have a problem. I don't know what's going on. I just got to, went to the hospital. They said they can't figure it out again. He looks, well, he didn't look at me that time. I saw him the third time. He says, it's your emotions that need healing. Just like that. My emotions? Really? Why didn't they tell me that a long time ago? I mean, I've gone through all of this. He said, it wasn't time. You're a hard-headed and a skeptic, so he said, I had to wait. <laughs> a lot of us are. Well, they heal my emotions. In Jesus' name. And this fire shot from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. And I got a supernatural energy that I have to this very day. Give the Lord a hand, see? That was my first encounter. And then everybody said, you got to have the Holy Ghost. And I said, I don't go there, that's devil. Pastor took me up in there and praying for me. I run out of there, screeched my tires. I said, there they go again bringing this devil stuff on me. I had enough of that living with my dad and all the other stuff I was into, drugs, alcohol, and stuff. I even sniffed anesthesia gas in the hospitals, you know, laying on the table at night and go, 
almost got hooked on anesthesia gas, nitrous oxide, poothane, pinthrene, all that other stuff. Are you hearing me? I almost burnt my brain up. God even healed that. Some will have a little challenge with that today because they think I'm a little, you know. That's okay. They can be healed of that, can't they? Yeah, they can be healed of that. How am I doing on my time? I want to get to the punchline coming up here. I don't want to circle the mountain too many times here. Okay. But I do have a story, and I am a young man. But I have a story that is so powerful. It's the same power that all these ones, the nine minor prophets, the five major prophets, and all the other in-betweeners, and all of us here. We have a story, and God takes that story in the palm of his hand, and it is his because you are his. And just like a while ago, I put God state, you put God's state right in there. He, the devil can't have that. It says in 2 Peter 3, it says, all, or say all, all, all his magnificent, yes. all his magnificent and marvelous promises are yours. Yes. Say, your, say your name. Come on, say your name. I'm Roy. Roy, Roy, they're mine. See, there are promises. See, so many times we think they're this brother's promises. But they're this sister's promises. They're your promises. Come on, come on, come on. See, God's no respecter. We can all do it. You can do what we do. You can. You just got to have fire in your boiler. You got to have some fire in your boiler. Jeremiah had it in his bones. I got it in my boiler. See, the fire or the, the passion that drove Jesus to the cross should drive you and I to the lost. Are you hearing me? You got to have some passionate pursuit like the Shulamite maiden did. She was chasing her lover in the middle of the night, and the watchman, he thought, well, she's probably a prostitute. Are you hearing me? She didn't care. She had passionate pursuit. And if you have the same, if you stay focused, you look in. See, the first time you look into his eyes, it ruins you for the ordinary. I have never been ordinary. I was in a, a fellowship at the beach there, and they couldn't handle me, so I had to go to YWAM and go to school in Honolulu. Come on. <laughs> they could not handle me out there. Well, what happened to you? I said, I had an encounter like Paul did. And I never have had to apologize for that. I did. I have. Now I'm getting to that. I went and threw my tools back in my van. I was living with two Christian surfers that were listening to Amy Grant all day. <laughs> Amy Grant, who the heck is she? Laura Lofford, who is she? Uh, Pat Brune's daughter, who is she? And they're, oh, Andre Krauss, who are all these people? But I was getting all, I was going, woo, 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 woo. I was getting all excited. Come on, I started jumping around. Well, what happened to you, 38-year youngster? I got something. There's way more than them stuff I had. Are you hearing me? And I says, I'm willing to show it. So there I am. I moved in with this guy. He was, <laughs> he was an ex-ranger. I really like this guy. He was my kind of guy. See, I like these military guys. I work with a lot of military people. <laughs> well, myself, too. Come on. You need the Holy Ghost. No, I run out of that church down the street there. I already did that one. No, come on. You need it. Oh, lay off. But I see him in his room. 
He'd be dancing in the spirit, and I go, what in the world? This is crazy. He's a 30-some, about as old as me, or not quite. He's in there dancing in his room. He must have a screw loose. But I said, I want it, because it's sure a whole lot more than I got. But I wasn't about to let them get the best of me on this one. See, come on, I still had a little bit. You know, how we, mm-mm-mm, we aren't totally sanctified yet, you know. We think we is, but we're not. <laughs> I come, and I was working again. I hadn't worked for a whole year. My business partner was up in Santa Barbara, and we were building things and doing, oh, we did stuff, you know. You got to make money. And he supported me for a whole year. The Lord let me have time on the beach for one year, and my partner supported me. I studied this word for one year on the beach. You think I didn't get some download? Oh, yes. I got some download and go. I I mean, I was, you know. So one night I come home. (laughs) I was working at a place called the Proud Peacock or Waimea Falls Park, running all their restaurant stuff and the falls and everything. I was running maintenance something, something, you know. (laughs) <laughs> One day I was up on the roof trying to rewire a three-phase motor, which I didn't know how to do, and I asked the Holy Ghost how to do it, and he showed me right up there on that roof, and everybody said, what's he doing up there? I was asking for some favor because I didn't know how to do it. I might have got fired. Right. So anyway, I would come home, went in my room. I said, showdown. <laughs> this is showdown. Yeah. Now, see, that's not being disrespectful to God. Yeah. See, see, God prove it. Second Peter says you should put up a defense for the hope that lies within you. It also says in 2 Thessalonians 5.21, make sure of all things and hold fast to what is fine or good. Are you hearing me? It says that in here. It's, your, it's not your pastor's responsibility or your neighbor's responsibility, or, or, or is it? It's ours, isn't it, sister? It's our responsibility. And the sooner you take management of that, the sooner you'll move into your destiny or here. Come on. Okay. Come on. So I'm in my room. Oh God. Whoa, who's that? I was looking around the room. Who's saying that? I never took no foreign language in school. I barely made it through English. Come on. I was in bonehead English in college. Come on. Are you hearing me? All of a sudden, I'm speaking this whatever. I didn't know what it was. It was tongues. I'm like, well, that's the thing I was scared of. He says, yeah. And he says, it's the power to perform that which you couldn't do. Really? So I need that, don't I? Yeah. But I was scared. Ah! So I started speaking louder and louder. I mean, I was ripping. And all of a sudden, Satan sold up in the corner of the room. Now, wait a minute. That scared the bejeebs out of me. I mean, I totally freaked out. Oh, my gosh, he's a giant. He said, speak more, speak harder, speak faster. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> now I'm getting drunk. Whew. And guess what? Every time I'd speak louder, he would have to go away. I'm like, whoa, this puppy works. It really works. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon, before the night was over, I spoke in three times. Wow. Three different times. Like 
One for self-edification, one for general intercession, and then one for warfare. Yeah. The warrior bride prayer. The warrior bride. He gave it to me that night. Yeah. I didn't know anything about that stuff. Come on. Yeah. I needed to be educated. Eventually, I had to find somebody, but the Holy Ghost was a good educator. I'd say that for sure. Are you hearing me through the word? But here I am, just ripping away in there. I kept hearing like some screams. Wow, I wonder what that is. My roommate was walking up, and I inched my way down the room. David, what? I need some help. He says, brother, I've been binding them things for the last hour. <laughs> really, what was it? He said, demons. Really, I had that many. He said, you probably have more, too. You know? He says, you were a real rascal. I said, yeah, I was. So he came in, and we prayed another hour, and we, he was praying the same thing I was. I was shocked. Well, there must be something to this Holy Ghost stuff, the Holy Ghost that has the most, you know. That's what my wife says. Sue, what's that word you always say? By the way, this is Miss Punkin. We're the Punkin couple. All over the world, we're known as the Punkin couple. This is Miss Punkin. She's the one that keeps me in line. Come on. What's that uh, song you sing? Sing it out loud. Here, let me get it on tape. I put her on the spot. Go for it. <laughs> okay, give me a kiss. Oh. Okay, now, now we're online. Um, the, the, no, you've got me so okay. She'll, she'll do it for you later. The Holy Ghost that has the most, you know. I mean, it, we, sing, we sang it in oh, we sang it in Haiti. We sing it in Philippines. We sing it all over the place. We sing it to the kids. And, and you'd, it's a lovely song. So here we am. How many know there's ground zero? Are you hearing me? Damascus Road. Which way are you going to go from Damascus Road? Which way are you going to go? You can circle the mountain and a few more times. The Israelite children did for 40 years. Are you hearing me? See, everybody says this miraculous. What about this miraculous? Do you realize the Israelite children had two forms of miraculous every single day for 40 years? Every day. A cloud and a fire. And most of them weren't even saved. Are you hearing me? Their shoes never wore out. Their clothes never wore out. They always had food. Never got sick. And they had the miraculous. So what happened? They weren't educated. Their heart condition. They had an ugly heart condition. They had a selfish heart condition. Me, 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 my, more. Are you hearing me? There's too much me, 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 me. Uh, and that's why I have to be careful with my testimony. I'm not trying to bring it about me or I or me. But sometimes you have to when you're sharing it, you know. But, but see, Paul made it very plain. Paul said he would only boast in Christ. Are you hearing me? See, he said he would only boast. That's me. I'm only boasting in Christ. Are you hearing me? Because that, see, that night my room wasn't over. Are you hearing me? It's not over till it's over. See, too many of us pray long, pray hard, and don't pray through. And we don't get a breakthrough. See, there's a stronghold. It says in 2 Samuel 5, verse 17 through about 21 there, it says, And David, they stole his wife, his children, the Philistines, they stole his reputation. They stole everything about his character and everything. 
And it says David encouraged himself in the Lord. He didn't run to his pastor, 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 I'm dying in some middle of the night. Well, have you encouraged yourself in the Lord? No, no, I called you. I said, then let me sleep. I said, I need my sleep. You call me back if you need me. They never call me back because they go encourage themselves in the Lord, and the Lord talks to them. Are you hearing me? But after he encouraged himself in the Lord, he inquired of the Lord, will you give them into my hands? It was a stronghold. Are you hearing me? It's strongholds that hold us back. That's what held me back. Well, Lord, will you give them my hand? The Lord said, yes, I will. And he says, now what? And he says, you must put feet to your face. Psalms 119, 105. Your words are like to my feet and lamp to a rose. Are you hearing me? you got to put some feet to your face. Do you realize with that old lamp in the Old Testament, it was an oil lamp and it only illuminated one step? Are you hearing me, church? This is true. I'm not jiving you, okay? Okay, I used to do that. I don't do that no more. I let the Holy Ghost do it now. If he's on you now, let him do it. Holy Spirit, rise up. Holy Spirit, rise up. Holy Spirit, rise up. Holy Spirit, wreck them. Holy Spirit, ruin them. Holy Spirit, do an Isaiah on them. Isaiah's in the train filled the temple in Isaiah 6. And the train of the Lord filled the temple. And he came a man that was undone. And God had some work to do in him. And he was already a minister, a prophet. God had some work to do in that man. See, just like this presence, this parousia presence we are ushering in here today, it's that parousia presence. You get in that tangible presence. And see, the people knew when they were around that ark, there was a tangible presence of the living God. See. So David, meanwhile, back at the Philistine camp, he went down there with his men mighty man and he slew the Philistine got his kids back got his reputation back got all things back you can do the same but guess what God didn't just stop there he gave him all the booty are you hearing me or the boundary or what do you call that word booty is one of the old that sounds a little mm -mm, okay I won't go there I gave him all the riches back, you know, of the enemy even. Are you hearing me? See, the enemy has all this stuff. Well, ask God for it, because we need it for the kingdom. Matthew 6, our Father in heaven, let your kingdom come on this earth as it's established in heaven. So let it come. It's here. See, you've got to watch your words. You've got to voice activate everything in here. All are chosen. For all are called, but few are chosen. You ever understand, try to understand why not all are chosen? Anybody? Come on now. It's not a trick question. They didn't get ready. They don't choose to be chosen every day. James said, consider all joy, my brethren, as you meet with various trials, for you have need of... Endurance. He who endures to the end will be saved. Overcome. Overcome. Are you hearing me? These truths will build a foundation block 
in your building, your house. See, see, see God's tabernacle in you. He's housing in you. See, God used to walk with him in the coolness of the day. Are you hearing me? He wants to walk with you and I in the coolness of the day. Are you allowing him to? Enoch walked so close, he walked right on up here. I'm going, whoa, 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 up in there. Are you hearing me? See, you've got to voice activate these things. I pray out loud in tongues about an hour a day, and then I get into the Word an hour a day, and then I go back another. He asked me years ago to do two or three a, a day, every day of the rest of my life. Can I always do it? No. Traveling and stuff, but we try. Are you hearing? Yeah. We, yeah. we don't punch a time clock with God. Yeah. See, God's grace and mercy is fully extended. Are you hearing? So you need to understand that God is a compassionate God, but God has called you to a work. He's called you to Matthew 28, 19, and 20, go therefore. That means out your door to your neighbor or wherever. Some people say, well, <coughs> I was called to Africa. I said, yeah, but have you ministered to your neighbor yet? Or the person at the jack in the box? Oh, no, no, I'm waiting on, to go to Africa. I said, wrong, not, right. out of order. Right. God's training you. I didn't get released to the whole world until after 20-some years. Even though I did minister in Hawaiian Islands for two, about two and a half years to all the islands. Now, where's Holy Spirit going here? I want to bring this to a place. I'm going to go to Genesis here in a minute. I want to bring this to a place where it'll get into your ballpark. See, I don't want you to hit a single, double, or a triple today. Are you hearing me? I want you to hit a home run. A home run. A home run for Jesus. And you will. Because if you choose to allow him to use you that way, you will hit a home run. See, See, my wife and I are apostolic. And people say, what's that? You're one of those guys, huh? And I said, yeah. But I says, I don't get to sleep in my own bed every night like you all do. <laughs> and they go, really? And I go, yeah, apostolic means the sent one, the one that goes out and don't always sleep in their own bed. Are you hearing me? It has other ramifications, but are you understanding what I'm saying? You've got to understand what it means. So the thing is, see, you've got to know that Matthew 28, 19, 20, that's your starting point. But it goes beyond that. What else does he want you to do? Well, he wants you to love people. Yeah, he wants you to love them up. When I saw him face to face, it so ruined me that I weeped for a week. And in my room that night, I asked him, what's this all about? And I went to bed. And no sooner had I got to sleep or trying to go to sleep after a night like that, he woke me up and I was in the third heavens. He took me into the third heavens like John and Paul. I said, why am I here? And he says, you're a hard-headed and a skeptic. Isn't it about time I show you some things? See, God doesn't always work quite like we do. Sometimes he, he works right where he is, you know, are you? He knows who you are. Come on. He knows your DNA. Come on. You got some growing up to do. And I had to show you face to face. 
or you'd never finish your job before you come home. I said, well, I sort of like to go home like Enoch did. Well, he said, that, that's later in the future, maybe. We're, you know, he put that one on hold. Are you hearing me? But here's the deal that happened. It's in, it's in one of our books. There's a couple of them, maybe. I don't know. Who cares? Because I don't want to boast in all this. But I'm there at the throne. He let me see the enemy being restrained from the heavenly New Jerusalem. Talked about Revelation. The height, the breadth, the depth, and all that stuff. And he let me look at him one time. And when he looked at me, he looked at me, and he looked right straight through me. He saw every fiber of my being. Like Isaiah, it just totaled me out. Are you hearing me? It just, it, it ripped me up. He saw everything I'd ever done and ever could do and would do, and he says, I love you. Are you ready to do it now? I've waited a long time. I don't know what to do. He says, well, you're an intercessor. Intercessor, what the heck is that? <laughs> I didn't have a clue. I had to go find Reese Howell's book in a, that Norman Grubbs wrote in a, a Christian bookstore. And Intercessor, what's that? Sounds like, is that a disease? or What, what is that? Or is that a... Mm -mm. I didn't know what that meant. I said, no, it's in relation to prayer, Roy. You will spend excessive amounts of time with me. Remember how I gave you your strength back from missing all the body parts and having a low immune system? I gave you that supernatural strength. The only time you have it is when you're in prayer closet. I'll remove it. And he has many, about three times removed it. I asked for the mantle to be released three times. And then it freaked me out because the fear of God came on me and I started shivering. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how do I do it? He said, I'll show you. He says, I will teach you in the word. Yes, I had some teachers. The Holy Ghost that has the most is the best teacher for me. Yeah. 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 Because I don't get shipwrecked like I did. So you got to be careful out there. Be careful who lays hands on you. Be careful who lays a word off you. Yeah. Test that word. Yeah. Test it. I was there for parts of three days. Earthly time. Heavenly time, a matter of moments. Remember, 2 Peter 3 Verse 8 says, the Lord's not slow respecting his promises, as some consider slow, but he's patient. With all he desires all to attain repentance. But in verse 9, I think it's verse, or is it verse 8 and 9? I don't know. But anyway, it says, um, a day is as if a thousand years unto the Lord. Are you hearing me? His timetable is not ours. So I said, well, what do I do now? And he says, I will train you. And I had severe training for a year. Severe. But it was the most wonderful time of my life. I was 38 years old. Now I'm coming on 74. I've been preaching ever since. And the excitement that I have is he sends me all over the world. I have never said no to God since. And know this, church. If God tells you to go somewhere, he pays the bills. So I joined YWIM in Honolulu right shortly after that, Youth of the Mission, and I got grounded there after my time on the beach. 
I've never passed an offering plate in 35 years. I'm not saying you can't. You do it what God tells you. He's God. I'm not. He just said, I will supply your needs the rest of your life. And I, we pray, and he has. And we're, we're still traveling. I get a pension for missing small part, body parts, 30%, and I get Social Security. We do everything else above that. And my wife works on the computer a few hours here or there, you know, as the Lord leads, but that's all right. We can even do that on the trip. Now I'm going to Genesis I'm going to go over to Genesis 28. And then I want to take you over to Isaiah. Oh, this rings my bell. I tell you, my bell just goes crazy when I read some of this stuff. Just like that bell ringing down the street. I hadn't heard a bell like that in a while. Man, I tell you, when I hear those bells, I hear them heavenly bells going off in heaven, and they're going off in my spirit. And I'll tell you, I'm every way but loose when that happens. But Listen, here in Genesis 28, I'll have to try to find it. It's down here somewhere, I think. Well, first of all, I, I'm in Deuteronomy, no wonder. I was wondering if somebody had switched my Bible here this morning. <laughs> you ever do that? Hey, honey, did you uh, switch Bibles on me there? You know, you know how we are. <laughs> Okay, now I'm in Genesis, okay. <laughs> okay, it says in verse 1 here. So Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. He wanted him to be, they wanted him to be evenly yoked. If anyone's unevenly yoked in here, get it straight. Get it straight. Get it straight. You'll never fulfill your destiny you're out of order. Are you hearing me? That's a very true statement. Is that true, Pastor? Yes, it is. Oh, my goodness. It will just put you on the other track. And you'll see a train right beside you and go, what's that? And he says, that's the train you tried to take. And you listened to me. Are you hearing me? Yes. Okay, verse number, oh, and it said, uh, you uh, shall not take a while. Okay, uh, rise, go to Panoram. To the house of Bethel, or whatever it's called. I'm a Kansas boy. I still have a hard time with them. Uh, your mother's father. Okay, now move, jump way on down to verse 10. Then, J then Jacob departed from Rashidia and went towards Haran. He came to a certain place. Now, here's where I want you to stop for a second. Are you? Say this with me out loud. We are in a certain place here today. And God put us in this place today. And he has something to say to us today. You got your hearers going? You got your lookers going in the word? See, there's two things that will prevent you from receiving the fullness of this whole thing. It's external distractions and internal chaos. Are you hearing me, church? External distractions and internal chaos. That will prevent you from zeroing down into the heart of God. You'll hear many voices, you, but you may hear other voices. Your mind, your will, your emotions is your soul's person, church. Are you hearing me? Say, my mind, my will, my emotions is my soul's person. 
But the spirit of the living God that houses with me or tabernacles with me lives inside of me. Don't get a floppy fish going. You know what I mean by that? You probably don't. Our Father in heaven, let your kingdom come on this earth as it's in heaven. Where does his kingdom live? Right there. So don't let your mind, your will, your emotions live over the kingdom because then it's a floppy fish because it's soul rule and not kingdom rule. Give him a hand. Come on, give him a hand. This is a real truth right here. You don't want no floppy fish. When I go out there, maybe you do and catch some. I like that, but you're, you're hearing me. The real principle here, you've got to have it be his rule. See, don't build your own kingdom. Build his kingdom. Now, here's Jacob, and meanwhile, back here, uh, he came to a certain place, and he spent a night there before the sun set, and he took one of the stones of the place and put it under his head to lay down that place. I've often thought about this verse of scripture. I've often wondered if he was sort of a not too bright, you know, or something, putting a stone under his head for a pillow. I would hope that he had his cloak, which in those days they wore cloaks. It could be also his prayer shawl, too, because I carry a prayer shawl. But anyway, and I, and I have this. See this hoodie? This hoodie is my prayer shawl in Africa a lot. Are you hearing me? One day we were in Africa, and my buddy and I, he said, I don't have a prayer shawl, right? I said, well, you got a blanket or a hoodie, don't you? He said, yeah. And an hour later, I looked over there, and he's going, ah. I said, what happened? You got messed up in the spirit, didn't you? He said, yeah, I went under my blanket. And he had a God encounter. See, church, you got to have higher expectations. You don't have high enough expectations, and you're missing out. See? And Jacob eventually learned that it was a higher expectation that happened that night. Okay, so here we go. I'm having fun. Are you guys having fun? Okay. <laughs> oh, why this is fun. Okay, here we go. Verse 12. He had a dream. And behold, a ladder was set on the earth with its top re reaching the heavens. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending. Why were they ascending and descending? Come on, not a trick question. Let's go. Why? Because the angels were already there. Are you hearing me? You always have the angels. They were sent for you and I. You don't even know it. You've got to start seeing them in the spirit realm. They're there. Last night I was praying for them down there at that airport. Come on, you know. My wife had some stuff in her luggage. We really needed it. Yeah. I ain't going to tell you. It was sort of stupid, some of the stuff. But see, they switched our luggage at the last moment, and she had $500 cash in that bag that's hers, and we had my, my passport that will take me to Africa. <laughs> so we, we're praying that comes back. Or God's got to do a supernatural miracle, and he will. Come on. Do you think I really lost sleep over that last night? Not. I needed sleep. I got some. Yeah, a little bit, but you know. Okay. Verse 13, And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie. I will give it to you and to your descendants. What is your inheritance, church? What is your inheritance, church? What is your inheritance? Do you know your inheritance? If you don't, then it's time to get to know it. Are you hearing me? 
Oh, this is so good. Okay, and I'm going to wrap this scripture up and then get over to Isaiah 64, and then we'll bring this to the home plate because I want you to hit a home run today. The Lord is basically prophesying this. Are you hearing me? See, you, you decree, you proclaim, you speak, you prophesy the word of God. Out loud. Amen. And you can read it silently too, but I do it out loud a lot. Why? Is it, is it daddy deaf? Is it Alba deaf? Absolutely not. Your kids love, you love to have your kids read to you, don't you? You love to, vice versa, don't you? It's just right cool. Well, daddy up there is going, oh, that's my kid. Are you hearing me? Yeah. He likes that. Yeah. See, I was scared. And one day he told me, come on up here. Once I started getting to know him, he said, sit on the couch. Well, you can't always see him, so it was Jesus. But why are you sitting down there? Well, I'm not sure I can trust you yet. See, we lack trust. The way we were raised. Are you hearing me? Yeah. A lot of you have trust issues. Oh, yes. Oh, my. Well, come on over here. Well, a little bit. Now I sit there, and he puts his arm around me, and he just hugs me. And See, see Corey Tinboom says you've got to quit wrestling. She says, nestle, don't wrestle, Corey used to say. Nestle, don't wrestle. He says, come up here and snuggle with me. So I'm in Africa one day. We've been in Africa eight, nine years, going on nine. And, and I was with the women down by the waterfalls, and it was my first trip. They, they were just getting to know me. And, and we hiked over the hill, and there's a waterfalls. And, and we are laying there, and I started giggling. And they said, Pastor Roy, Brother Roy, will you teach us to laugh like you do? Or teach our husbands to laugh like you do? I said, I can't do that. I said, that's from the... And the Holy Ghost. That's from that's that's the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians, the nine fruits. That's one of them. I can't do that, but I'll pray that God will release it to him. Yeah. And then we were laying there a little bit, and I had a piece of grass in my mouth, and just sitting there like I was a Kansas boy, you know, laying there in the grass having fun, talking about things of God and hearing the waterfalls. And next thing they know, what are you laughing about now? They call me the laughing prophet over there, by the way. <laughs> and I teach them now. I walk into the villages and are boost churches and they say ho pastor that's from Isaiah 55 it means get into the water we, we, we were on that today I jumped off almost off my seat get into the water not ankle deep get all the way in submerge yourself and so all of a sudden well, what are you laughing about now I said I just saw myself playing leapfrog with Jesus in heaven wait a minute are you sure? <laughs> and I said, yeah. I said, we were having fun. Are you understanding me? Yes, he's Jesus. But I think that those guys on the road, when they were going to another city, I think they was having some fun. They weren't sad sacks. I've never seen Jesus as sad sack. Come on. If he's that, I don't think he's the right God. So meanwhile here, and we'll wrap this one up. Verse 15, behold, he, he talked about this descendants being like, you know, the dust of the earth. But behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and, you'll bring, and bring you back to this land 
for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. See, what has he promised you, church? I will not leave you. Hold your hand up, anybody. Remember, we, I talked about all his magnificent promises of Second Peter. What he has promised you will come to pass. Pray long, pray hard, pray through. Many don't get their blessing because they don't pray through. They give up, and they're just ready for a breakthrough. Then Jacob woke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know. Are you hearing me? See, many of us don't know sometimes when we're having a visitation from God or the Holy Ghost, the three in one. Are you hearing me? Sometimes we don't know. Whoa, you have to be educated, see? This Kansas boy finally caught up a little bit here. Yes. See? Every now and then he yeah. kicks me in my bottom side, but that's okay. See, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, they went into the fire. The fourth man was there, and they didn't even smell like smoke, and they didn't have fire in the seat of their pants. Why? The fourth man was in there, and he's there with you. Yeah. See? Yeah. Now, here's the punchline. He was afraid, verse 17, and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God. And this is, say it together, this is the gateway to heaven! Are you hearing me? It's an open portal! All of our house churches, wherever we go in different places, we pray a portal. Sue and I, is that right, Pumpkin? We certainly do. We were in Allentown, Pennsylvania, about three years ago and with a pastor and we were doing a house church and then a regular church and in the house that night Sue prayed that the angels would come in and have a portal and it showed up in the middle of that room and the pastor said I just had the angel brush me as he went up there yeah. and he's up in Maine now this pastor is Hallelujah. but you just gotta be aware of these things yeah. he was afraid see rebuke fear see fear will mobilize you don't don't ever go there with fear. And, and I'm getting ready to end this. How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate to heaven. See? Yeah. You all want that? Yeah. Okay, turn over to Isaiah 64 then. Isaiah is one of my favorite books. I absolutely love Isaiah. Isaiah 6 all the way through. See, I uh, the prophet Isaiah, he had some eye problems. When the train of the Lord filled the temple, he realized he was undone. Remember? He, the angel took the coal and burned his tongue, and he said, I'm a man of unclean lips, and he had some work to be done. So do all of us, that's okay, but that's okay. Come on. Okay, now Isaiah 64. This, this thing, this will rock your cage. Isaiah 60, Isaiah 63, uh, uh, Isaiah 64, uh, 62. I just love it, but I wanted to, the Jew at Isaiah 64 because it fits in here this morning. Anybody have that wants to read it? Brother, what, what translation you got? I got the New King James. New? Okay, read it out loud. Read it loud. <clears throat> oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down, that the mountains that the mountains might shake at your presence as a fire Kindles firewood. Uh -huh. As a fire causes w water to boil, boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, mm -hmm. that your nations may tremble at your presence. There you go. 
Did you guys hear that? Yeah. Somebody else. Have, have another, I have the New American. Let me read it. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. Now, that word rend in the original language means to rip, to tear, to violently pull, put a demand on heaven and pull down the atmosphere of heaven. The atmosphere of heaven is the parousia presence. The atmosphere of heaven is the glory of God. Come on, say glory of God. See the glory. I saw the glory for the first time at Kirkland Assembly in uh, Seattle about 15 years ago. It came in like a mist. And everybody says, well, what do you do? I said, I don't know about you. I'm falling on my face. The king showed up. Yeah. I don't want to be dead. The glory comes in. You're like, Bleh, I'm undone. So was Isaiah. See, ran means to rip, tear, violently pull. It's an atmospheric change. It's a metamorphosis. It's an osmosis. And it's a change. And when you and I come into a place, we should bring an atmospheric change. That's what I'm saying, church. You should bring his glory in. And I'll go on down. This other brother read the other three verses. And as fire kindles the breastwood, as fire causes water to boil, to make your known name known to your adversaries, when you boil water on a water pot, what do you get? Anybody? What? Steam. Is that an atmospheric change? That is, when they walked through the marketplace, the early boys, and their shadow touched somebody, what happened, brother? They got healed. There was an atmosphere change. The king was in the house. The Holy Spirit that has the most was there. The glory of God was everywhere. I was in Ecuador a few weeks ago, went into a fishing village. I do disaster relief all over the world, and went into a fishing village, and it was all wrecked. Forty people standing there. I jumped in the middle of them. An hour later, all, say all, all. saw the glory of God and came to him. All. Women, kids, everybody. Are you hearing me? The glory came down. I have it on film. It happens. We don't do these things. God does them. We're just his instruments. To make your name known to your adversaries. See, you want them to know. If you're not a threat to the devil, maybe you're not in the right kingdom. Uh Whoops, go. That the nation may tremble at your presence. Now, let's wrap it up here. When you did awesome things we did not expect. Lord, this morning we expect awesome things to happen in this house. Are you expecting awesome things? Whatever you want this morning, you've got as long as you're sincere in your heart. Are you hearing me? You have it. We're in a prayer of agreement. We're two or more agree. It's done. And sometimes it's done with the laying out of hands or the casting out. Okay, in verse 4. For from days of old, they have not heard or perceived by ear, nor have the eye seen a God beside you who acts in behalf of the one who waits for him. Are you willing to wait for these things to happen in your prayer closets? Are you hearing me? Stand to your feet. I preached myself happy. 
Now be careful about happy and joy. Happiness is if your emotions, joy is of the spirit. So if you're only happy, happy, maybe it's your emotions. So get get some joy going, you know. See, say, say, joy rise up. See, joy lives here. Joys rise up. And strengthen me. Woo. That's another note. I just threw that nugget in for, you know, just because, okay? Okay. Father, what a joy it is to serve the true God. What a joy it is to serve the God that just wrecks things up everywhere you go. You just wreck things all up because things are out of order. There's compulsory behaviors. There's dysfunction. There's there's so much stuff that goes on. We could go down the list. My wife and I are shock and trauma and drugs alcohol suicide counselors for wives and children of the vets and for the other parts of the body. And we work in jails and prisons and in all kinds of places, rehabs. And, and there's so much dysfunction. But the only thing we have to do is surrender. We just surrender. So if there's any more surrendering needs to go on here today, say, Lord, examine my heart in the light of your word. If I have anything to lay on the altar of sacrifice today, I lay it down. I must have death, burial, and resurrection every day. Can you hear that? I must have death, burial, and resurrection every day. So you've got to die to self every day. And Father, I know you want to use me. Your word says so. Show me what to do. Show me how to do it. Give me the tools to do it with. But if I leave my tools in the tool shed, they're of no value. The tools that I've even left in the shed and got rusty, I pray you'll shine them up and get me back out there. I pray I'll take the sword of the spirit that abides the truth in the air in our lives and those that we speak it to in Jesus' name. I quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. In Jesus' name. I pray James 4, 7 this morning. Father, we submit ourselves unto you. We resist the enemy of our soul. And we thank you for a 100% ministry of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Give him a hand. And however the pastor wants to handle any private prayers or anything, that's their business. (laughs) I think I could... Hallelujah! Yeah.